Good afternoon. Welcome to the Daily Friend Show. I'm your host, uh, temporary host this afternoon, uh, Terence Corrigan, and I'm joined in the studio by uh, CRA analyst Makoni Maja. Makoni, how are you doing today? Good, good, Terence. Glad to be with you here today. And it's good to be back. Um, okay, we've got a couple of uh, distressing stories, and this being South Africa, stories are often depressing. Uh, more trouble in state-owned entities, it seems. We see that uh, the head of rail freight at uh, Transnet has uh, has quit, following hot on the heels of the um, uh, of the chair of the group. Um, we see that a price of bridges collapsed, and the post bank is insolvent. I think uh, it's what two two billion in debt. Makone, not a propitious time for our developmental state. I see. What's your thoughts on all this? Not not very encouraging, but I suppose this will be the kind of condition state-owned entities will continue to uh, function or carry on in. On the CEO of Transnet Freight Rail, I think Terence, her situation reminds me a bit of, of that of Derator, right, in that they both sort of inherited these state-owned entities when they were on the utter brink of collapse. You had very low um, rail tonnage or, or, or rail goods being moved along Transnet freight rail lines. You had at ESCOM record low levels of energy availability and record high levels of load shedding. And both Ms. Zimela at Transnet and Director at ESCOM just kind of put the pedal to the metal on the decline of both state-owned entities and that under both of them did things only continue to carry on far worse than they previously had. But specifically on Transnet Freight Rail, you had record high levels of cable theft crime, I believe, um, a year into her taking on the position. So in the previous financial year, you had um, cable theft crime spanning the distance of 1,500 kilometers. Now, that is approximately the, diff the distance you cover when you drive from Pretoria to Cape Town, right? And of course, this bled them billions of rands in replacement costs because you obviously have to replace the copper cables that are stolen, but you also have to enforce security measures to sort of get the situation under control. So her story reminds me a bit of that of, um, of, of Derator. And there's one other person involved in the story that is not being covered as much as I would like, and that's the Minister Pravin Gordon, right? He's the one that oversaw the hiring in, in one way or another, oversaw the hiring of both CEOs. And yet his head is not exactly on the chopping block. Well, it, it doesn't seem like that is the case. Why would you... Why would you say that? Uh, say that is. I mean, he's uh, he's been the guy who's who's overseen this, and supposedly, you know, for for for, for decades, our state-owned enterprises were meant to power us to this future of uh, plenty and development. Um, what would you know? Uh, I I I quipped once that the, the developmental state is the delusional state of mind. Um, <laughs> Why do you why why do you think Minister Gordon has managed to um, uh, has managed to hang in there, and also I think managed to stay in there with 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 relatively little public condemnation, with very little impunity. Terence, I think those are the luxuries and comforts you enjoy when you are employed through cadre deployment rather than through merit, right? Because if he was if his appointment to the minister position was merit-based, then there would be certain key or, or, or in indicators that we would be looking at to see, is he actually doing a good job? Failure to wish, we would have to start talking about 
dismissing him. But there are no such key performance indicators. And because of that, he continues to run the show despite doing a terrible job at it and leading both state in entities to their sad decline, demise, whatever you want to call it. So I think those are, again, cushions that you enjoy when you're promoted to your position through cater deployment rather than through actually knowing what you're doing and being judged on that accordingly. Tragic situation. And of course, we have a, uh, we literally have a Prosser bridge that collapsed. Um, I, you know, I mean, this isn't, uh, this is, this is the, 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 uh, the literal definitional collapse of something. Um, mm -hmm. Not the decline of balance sheets and, uh, you know, sucking 100 billion out of the economy, which I understand is what uh, the mining industry lost as a result of the, the, um, uh, the logistics dogs breakfast we have. But Literally, a bridge falls down. Um, yep. You know, how, how, how does one, uh, where does one start? <laughs> exactly. I think we, you're right in pointing out that we usually use words like collapse or nice edge, um, metaphorically <laughs> using figure of, figures of speech. But now you have a bridge literally falling in. Um, and this time not killing people, but only injuring them, which I will take over death <laughs> at any time. I found that article particularly interesting as you continue reading mm. right at the end in the sort of way that you introduce terms on conditions and like fine print. Um, the, one of the MNCs in Joburg acknowledges that they've actually been referring to these bridges recently in their meetings as disasters waiting to happen. As in that very day the bridge collapsed, there had been a meeting earlier where such words like disasters waiting to happen were used. And also that Prasa was notified of this bridge ahead of time. So long before the collapse happened. But then you also have them sort of scrambling to, I, I guess, use PR to cover for for their lack of attention to these bridges by saying things like there's an investigative team out there um, trying to understand why exactly the bridge collapsed. I mean, it does not take a 10-man investigation team of engineers to know why a bridge collapses. If you don't maintain any piece of equipment, it's only a matter of time before it gives in. So again, the development till state, as you said, is the delusional state of mind. Of mind, correct. Well, uh, and then of course there's there's po there's Postbank, um, which is uh, heavily in the red and uh, couldn't process payments lot. Well, couldn't process a lot of payments last month, um, and certainly can't deliver your deliver your stuff apart maybe from your eToll notices, which most Khatengas I think probably just ignore. You would think by now the state would sort of understand that if they cannot get the basics right, and I mean the, the basics, I mean the bare minimum, like security, health, education, that sort of thing. If they cannot get those right, they, they should not be considering expanding their scope, such as into the financial sector or in the banking sector, right? So you'd think they'd stay clear from banking if they cannot even get bridges in the condition that they need to be for people to be able to utilize those basic, again, bare minimum pieces of infrastructure. Postbank is another one of those where the state that keeps on expanding and expanding despite not being able to um, get a hold of those things, that you, those bare minimum pieces of equipment moving along, um, just continues to expand despite clear signs that it should likely stop. Right. 
Well, um, moving on, moving along to 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 something else, we have seen the the uh, reporter uh, that, that that was commented on in the Daily Friend a little earlier, um, a little earlier this week about the uh, rise of organised crime across the world. South Africa apparently comes in at um, at, at a fairly respectable, and I don't mean that in a good sense. I think position number seven, and we saw what was apparently a hit on a property developer of Palestinian extraction, Shafiq Nasser in um, in Cape Town. Uh, apparently, his assailants drove super bikes. This is something that that that, that one expects in Mission Impossible, not in um, uh, not in suburban Cape Town. No, fiction turned into reality. Apparently, because I'm not very familiar with Cape Town, but this brazen killing of the property developer happened on a highway that was what like during peak traffic so people are not even these mafia style cartels are not even like trying to kill people when no one's watching they're not doing it in broad daylight in a traffic filled road with other passengers um on there it's it's deeply concerning these are also those conversations that people have um secretly about the like you said mafiaization of mm-hmm. Of, 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 of the state because this is not the first assassination of somebody like a property developer. You have a bunch of businessmen, right, being killed by these mm. mafia-type cartels in the country that run the country and demand certain payments for you to have access to certain industries. So it's it's quite frightening to see that now these are happening in broad daylight and in, in, in a city like Cape Town, it's also quite disappointing. Although it's it's been rife there, um, especially this year, we know of specific mm. cases of clubs that are targeted in Cape Town by these cartels. Oh, well, you know, and then of course there's the whole construction mafia thing. And um, brief, very briefly, the final issue: um, it seems that the ANC and Gauteng wants to uh, introduce quotas on employment for foreigners in the private sector. We um, need to solve unemployment. So apparently we're going to do that not by expanding, but by kind of redistributing. Titanic, deck chairs, iceberg come to mind here. What's your thought? This is one of those scapegoating, incidents of scapegoating, right, where you cannot actually solve the issue of unemployment. So you find some other existential threat to point to and 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 kind of pretend to be solving it in an, in an attempt to solve the bigger issue of unemployment, the more pertinent issue of unemployment that you so failed to do for so many years. So mm. again, okay. Well, uh, folks, I think that's that's about all we have time for. So um, we'll sign off and look forward to seeing you tomorrow. From all of us here.